One o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon means it's time for Post to Post on CFIS-FM. Alan Wishart in the host chair. Reg will be joining me a little bit later, but we're going to get things started with an interview I actually did for the After Nine show yesterday morning with Kevin Pedersen from the Caledonia Nordic Ski Club. Of course, they've got a couple of world-class events coming up in March, but Kevin, you've got a lot of stuff happening in January, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we've got the, uh, of course, we've got the, uh, the 2024 Parabiathlon World Championships and the 2024 Paranoid World Cup Finals happening in March, March 5th to the 17th. But in order to kind of, uh, prepare for those, you know, we want to, uh, we want to ensure that, that, uh, that all our volunteers and officials and everybody, you know, have a, have some comfort in uh, getting back into the game, so to speak. And so, so we have, uh, we have two events. Um, we have, uh, in January, the Biathlon, uh, BC Cup uh, event that's uh, that's January 20th and 21st, and uh, and then we have the uh, cross country BC Cup event, which is the following weekend, the 27th and 28th. And so, so those the cross country BC Cup in particular will be the one that will be able to uh, prepare our uh, our volunteers and officials for the uh, for for the um, kind of using that as a test event for the. Uh, for, for the big events happening in March. Yeah, so again, the events in March are world championships. The ones in January are provincials, correct? That's correct, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so in January, yeah, we're welcoming both uh, both biathletes and, and uh, cross-country skiers from across the uh, across the province to, uh, to Prince George. And so we'll have We'll be able to kind of test out some of the uh, some of the things that we'll have uh, have for March, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it'll be an exciting um, exciting time in in January. And I was on your website earlier this morning, and it it was just a little bit confusing for a second because the biathlon event was listed as the BC Cup number two and NORAM number one, and then the following week, the tech event is BC Cup number one, and I'm going, well, wait a second, number two is coming, and then it occurred to me, biathlon as opposed to cross-country. Yeah, so the numbering of those events are, are done by the provincial sports mm-hmm. organizations, so so they don't kind of sequentially follow kind of <laughs> the events that are happening at our facility, so that would be the, um, yeah, so for, 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 uh, for biathlon, that's this. Uh, if that's BC Cup number two, that's the second event that yeah. would, the BC Cup that would be held in the province. And then for our event, for the uh, cross country event, um, the BC Cup number one, that's the first BC Cup held in the province. So that's that's kind of how that works. So oh. yeah, so it's, it's it can be confusing. I know for sure. <laughs> and now we uh, out at Otway, you guys normally do host both of these events, don't you? Every year, a, a biathlon BC Cup and a tech BC, a cross country BC Cup. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, we we are on the regular schedule for hosting hosting the provincial cup events, and so um, so yeah. In the last uh, last couple of years, we've had uh, we've either had the BC Cups or the or the provincial championships, which mm-hmm. is part of the BC Cup series for yeah. for both um, biathlon and, and cross country. So yeah, we we were a regular stop on the on the provincial cup series. Now you were saying those events are a good chance for volunteers to get sort of back into the game, get ready for the worlds in March. But you guys have got another event out there starting right at the beginning of January that doesn't require really any volunteers. You've got another Grand Tour of Caledonia taking place. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the Grand Tour of Caledonia, that, that was something that, uh, that we, we developed from the ground up in, uh, during COVID yeah. so that uh, people can get out there and still enjoy the facility and be part of something. And so, um, so yeah, so basically, um, for those that aren't familiar with it, uh, we, we run it for six weeks, and every week we, we put out a... Uh, uh, two new courses, one easier course and one more difficult course. And, um, and people, they're all signed. So you start in the stadium. There's some beautiful color, um, colored, uh, sponsor banners and mm-hmm. start banners and finish banners. But it's, it's at your own pace. You know, you can ski at any time throughout the week. And then you just, uh, go onto the website. So you register for this. You get a beautiful buff, which actually has a map of uh, our facility. So if you get lost, <laughs> you won't get lost. But if you get lost or you need it, it's, uh, you take your buff off and find out where you are. And that's a custom one done for this year. Wow. And so, and so yeah, so you, so you can go, you register. It's $40 to register, which includes the buff and includes when you enter your, when you enter your, um, that you've done it, uh, on the webpage, then you get entered for draw prizes for, for each week. And then uh, at the end, uh, we have medals for, for folks that have completed it all. And so it's a real fun way to, to get out, uh, certainly after all the holidays and, you know, it's a great New Year's resolution to, you know, you'll be active for six weeks <laughs> for sure. And, um, and be able to ski the, See the facility and see all different parts of the facility that you might not have experienced before if you haven't if you if you haven't seen uh, many of the other trails. So, so yeah, so a lot of people uh, uh, join that, and and because it's an easy way to to experience different parts of the uh, of the of the Nordic Center. Now, as we're saying, Kevin, this was the Grand Tour was an event that you sort of started almost out of necessity to some extent during COVID, and yet it seems you're still doing it. And you're adding to it, so obviously people have taken to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that that you know it it uh, I think it appeals to everybody. It's, it's like a, it's it's not really a competition or anything like that. I mean, um, you can record your time if you like, but you don't have to. Um, and you you know we don't we don't rank order people by their times. So we just rank order them by alphabetical. So if they're if they're um, uh, yeah, and again, they don't have to answer their times. It's more a participation thing, and and for people to have something to get out there and enjoy themselves uh, on a weekly basis. So, so yeah, it really apply, applied, or really appealed to a, a wide range of folks um, that uh, that you know that that might not normally kind of uh, come out for competitions, but uh, want to still get out there and be part of something. Yes, as you say, it's not competitive. Like you're not racing against anybody else. And the other nice thing is. You can show up whenever you want during the week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like so. Um, so often, you know, there'll be people at be during the day, but also, also uh, what uh, what we often do is, you know, when we drop off our kids to do the skill development or the Jackrabbit program, um, then we as parents can go out and see the Grand Tour course at night because uh, there's a lot of lighting uh, at the facility now, but also, you know, just getting out with a headlight is, is totally fine on the trails as well. So. Now, just so people know, you were saying there's an easier and a more difficult course each week. How long yeah. are the courses? Uh, well, they, they range, so we, we kind of start off kind of more modest. So, so the uh, easier course, I think it's a couple of kilometers. Um, and the, the more difficult course, it's, it's not a lot longer, but, uh, but it's, it's just, just more, more technical terrain, um, which is, is, I think it's probably, I can't remember off the top of my head, it's about three or four kilometers, something like that. Okay. Um, 
so uh, so yeah, and then um, and then as as the as the weeks roll on, then then we just add a little bit more distance to to each of the courses, a little bit more variety. So uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of. Our, our, uh, we do have volunteers for it that that mm. uh, do set out the courses and, and of course the you know and getting all this prepared and everything like that. And there's there's uh, there's there's a, a, a dedicated handful of volunteers for sure. It's not as it's not as big as they like hosting a, a big competition, but uh, but really uh, really great volunteers that are that are helping to put on the grand tour as well. And it worked out nicer this year because January the first is when it starts, and that happens to be a Monday. This this well. Test- Next year, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's a great, a great opportunity to make that New Year's resolution. <laughs> I can start right off, straight, straight right away as well. Yeah, yeah. And we do have like uh, I, I really love to encourage people to to sign up um, early or sign mm-hmm. up now uh, because we have pre-ordered the bus and the first two hundred and fifty get the bus right away. Okay. So that's kind of a good incentive to um, to get the uh, to to get in to get registered early and then um, and then yeah we if, if we need we'll have to go make another bus order for for those after the two fifty mark. So um, so yeah so that's that's just a little plug to kind of get get <laughs> registered and um, yeah and and be ready to go for uh, for the new year. So if you don't register early, there's a chance you may spend the first week or two getting lost out on the course before you get your buff. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a nice thing to have, you know, yeah. when, uh, when you start the course to, to have your have your buff. We did that um, the first year. We did it so that, you know, people could know who else were skiing the, the Grand Tour so that they could encourage each other on and everything like that, and then we just kind of added to the... Uh, added to kind of the, the custom apparel for the Grand Tour. Wow. So now, the Grand Tour, when you register, though, you have do you have to sign up for either the uh, easier or the more difficult course? Like, you can't switch back and forth? Oh, no. No, you can you can ski either, or okay. you can ski both, or, yeah, there, there's no, uh, you know, you're not locked into any, uh, any particular easy or hard course or anything like that. So, it's totally it's totally up to the individual. Like if uh, you know, and and you know, if you miss a week, you know, the, the course maps are there, so you can always uh, you can always ski the ski it at any time mm-hmm. um, throughout the Grand Tours if you if you want to make sure that you're <clears throat> you're getting all the courses in. So so yeah, it's it's pretty flexible. So the only the only thing is is if uh, we you know we ask people to enter their their. Their, their times or their that they've done it um, into the website so that they can be entered for the job prize. Yeah. That. So that's, okay. that's the key thing. So the Grand Tour starts January the 1st. Then you've got the Biathlon BC Cup on January 20th and 21st and the, the Cross Country BC Cup January 27th, 28th. And then you guys got about a month off to some extent before the big one hits. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so that's, so, so there's, you know, like there's, been lots of planning, lots of uh, preparations. We're, we're, you know, we're, uh, and, and now we're into the heavy-duty recruiting of volunteers, and uh, for 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 the events like uh, both January and uh, and March, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and so, so yeah, so that that would be uh, certainly one place where people that uh, that want to get involved. I know that there's a lot of people that are recently retired and um, and you know like are are, uh, are kind of looking for things to to do. And this would be an amazing amazing thing to kind of be involved with. And so, 
so yeah, so for, for those that are really uh, keen to uh, help out and, and volunteer, um, they can go to the our website, the uh, uh, the Caledonia Competitions, all one word, dot com, and uh, you'll see the link to volunteer, and, uh, and it'll bring you to a, a place where you can choose the, the dates and everything like that that you'd like to volunteer. We'd love to, for you to volunteer all days, but uh, <laughs> certainly if uh, if you can't, you know, there's you know we we'd love whatever whatever you can uh, can do. So so yeah, that's that's a key thing, you know, to uh, to, th- to think about if if you want to volunteer and get that experience in January as well. Um, yeah, that, that's a great thing to be able to kind of get get done right now, so you, so we can uh, make sure that we're we're getting you all the information and and uh, and the uniform kit uh, properly sized and everything like that. So now, do people do people need any special knowledge to volunteer for these events, or is it just show up and get a job? Yeah, um, in some cases, like there's uh, for the for the actual. Uh, Volunteer officials. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's that kind of you know the, those jobs that that uh, are very specific to the competitions, which uh, which there are officials courses, and and often that can just be done online too. So um, so just to come out and be on the be on the competition field of play, and to do some of those jobs, it's a fairly straightforward um, process to even just to learn quickly learn the um, the roles. So and then and then there's other other jobs that are you know that don't require kind of the knowledge of the competition or anything like that and um, you know like whether it's uh, whether it's on venue or for parking or for food services or for for you know various uh, various other things so there's there's lots of roles that uh, that we can we can get people that that haven't. Uh, that haven't been involved with competitions before, but but still want the experience, and um, and we can also get them involved in competitions easily too. So I think, yeah, I would say that anybody can can come who's interested, and we, we welcome them with open arms. So now, Kevin, a question I've got to ask because I haven't been out there for a little while, and I'm in Prince George. What's the snow conditions like at all right now? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say they're probably better than downtown. Oh, good. Um, but that's not saying much, there. Kevin. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, uh, we I live very close to the river center, and we probably have about you know four four inches or five inches of snow. So so things are still white, you know, yeah. the um, uh, out, out here. But uh, but yeah, like I think that we always would love more snow, and we do have the snowmakers um, that cover the, all the competition courses. We do have plenty of winter left. But uh, but yeah, like I think the the key is we need the colder temperatures too to run the snowmakers. So. Yeah. So um, so yeah, we'd uh, love everybody to do their snow dancing and uh, and that. And we you know we, we keep our fingers crossed for uh, for more snow and uh, and that. So yeah, it's it's uh, you know we're I think we've got we've got uh, the we've got the pieces needed to kind of get uh, get what we need for the competitions. Hopefully, uh, knock on wood. Um, and I'm certainly glad we're not running a competition. Uh, today, yes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, like there's people have been skiing uh, certainly for the past uh, since we got kind of that that uh, early snow or earlier snow, and then of course last week uh, last weekend yeah when we had the kind of ten centimeters that really was uh, yeah. was a bonus uh, for for us so. So people are skiing. It's it's uh, yeah. It's 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 firm, uh, firm to icy. I would say. Um, so uh, so it's it's kind of you know uh, just people need to be aware of that. 
but uh, but yeah, like I think it's it's not uh, it's not so unusual to kind of have these uh, early season conditions like this. No, okay, Kevin. One more thing, just a quick reminder to people: what are the websites that people can go to? A for volunteering for the World Championships, and B just the general Caledonia Nordic website. Yeah. So to volunteer for the uh, for the events, it's uh, if you go to Caledonia Competitions, all one word, dot com. Um, that's that's where you can go and uh, and find the uh, volunteer button, the sign up here to volunteer button, and then um, for the general uh, Caledonia Nordic Ski Club website, it's Caledonia Nordic, all one word, dot com, and uh, there you'll you'll be able to get to if you go to the events. Uh, little menu, mm-hmm. you'll be able to get to the Grand Tour, and you'll be able to see information about the Biathlon BC Cup, and there's also a, a sign-up for the Biathlon BC Cup for volunteers uh, there as well, as well as the Cross-Country BC Cup. And so, so yeah, so that the CaledoniaNordic.com is the is the uh, website for the for the main club, and uh, and has uh, has all the links to the to the events as well. Kevin Patterson with the Caledonian Nordic Ski Club talking about all the events they've got coming up the first couple of months of 2024, which is just around the corner, of course. Take a quick break. We'll be back with more on Post to Post. Hi, this is The Wolfman. Few entertainment genres have captured our imagination and been as successful as the good old-fashioned musical. From their vaudevillian roots to today's mega-productions, musicals have provided generations with a stream of memorable productions, show-stopping performances, and larger-than-life personalities. Join me for a unique adventure as we trip the light fantastic across more than a century of musical theatre, from Broadway to the West End and all points in between. On with the show, Sunday afternoons at 4, only here on 93.1. CFIS-FM. Have fun, make friends, and learn self-defense with Prince George Chido Ryu Karate. Karate trains the mind and the body. Improve your self-awareness, discipline, confidence, and fitness. Young and not so young, it's never too late to start learning karate. Adults and children are welcome. Train on your own or as a family. Contact Chido Ryu Karate for a free tryout by emailing kuriata5 at hotmail.com or check them out on the Northern Rockies Chido Ryu Karate Facebook page. Your Prince George Spruce Kings have two more games set for the holiday season. Catch the West Kelowna Warriors in town to close out the year Friday, December 29th and Saturday, December 30th. It's fast past BCHL action for the holidays with your Prince George Spruce Kings at home to the West Kelowna Warrior December 29th and 30th. Get out and cheer on your home team during the Christmas break. For more information and tickets, visit sprucekings.bc.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada for today. Rain ending late this afternoon, then mainly cloudy. Wind from the south to 30K, a high of 5. Tonight, cloudy. Rain beginning near midnight. South winds becoming light early this evening, a low of 1. On Thursday, rain. Wind from the south to 30, gusting to 50, with a high of 6. Just so you know, if I was sitting in that seat, we would have Christmas songs coming out of each break. Just so you oh. know. As you can tell, I've been joined by Reg now. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, and uh, you failed to get uh, any significant uh, co-hosts, so I have to... I tried. I tried. Frank was not able to make it. He let me know right away. And Jesse Church was available, Mm -hmm. but then he said the plague hit his daycare this morning, so... Oh, no. So he probably has the kids at home. Well, yeah, we have one volunteer who just came... Well, he said he was coming off a bout of pneumonia. Oh, uh, and then he said that he, he he's not sure if it was pneumonia Uh-oh. or if it was just some kind of a, a respiratory infection. But okay. he'd had he'd had pneumonia in the past and yeah. very similar symptoms. He he mentioned uh, you know the breathing difficulties, also uh, sore body, could even be a, a form of the of COVID. Really. That's what I was so, about to say. Was, yeah, is that something I would get that I would have look to get it tested either just at a home test even well if, or, if you really want to know for yeah. sure i mean whether it's covid or not you know you're still going to be laid up for a while right yes and there's nothing out there that can really change that no but it's just, just if you've got covid it's nice to let people you may have been in contact with know mm-hmm. that you've got covid yeah well i was uh i was very much uh uh careful to make sure i changed the the mic mm. muff yes. after he was done yes. so uh, so yeah. we're good anyway um i figured most weeks we start talking about the cougars mm-hmm. i'm thinking this week let's talk about the spruce kings to start with sure because they had and, a couple of games on the weekend their yeah. final games before christmas and then we mentioned last week they picked up a new goalie charlie zolan from Camrose of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Mm-hmm. And they threw him into the fire right away. He started on Friday against Trail, and that was the Drop the Gloves and Sock it to him game. Yes. Now, the week before, of course, was the Cougars' uh, Teddy Bear and Toos. And it took them until, what, about six minutes into the third period before they actually... Yes. The Spruce King said, no, we're not, we're not going to make the fans hang on to the stuff. Owen Goodbrand scored three minutes and two seconds into the first period. Yes. So, got everything well, it, out of the way, boom. Yeah, it was, uh, well, 8-7, the, the final. I was going to say, so, the floodgates opened. So, and it plenty was of, yeah, if that oh. first goal hadn't gone in, there was more to come. And it was only 2-1 for Prince George after the first period. Mm. They scored, the team scored six goals in the second period, six more in the third. Yeah. And, again, as you say, it was 8-7 for trail. We should mention that. Well, um, Alex Even head coach of the Spruce Kings, mm-hmm. said, okay, Charlie, that was not a great introduction to the BCHL, but we're going to put you right back in there again tomorrow night. Is that what he really said? I, I think that's think a direct quote. No, I think it's more of a case of, uh, okay, we'll we'll give you that one. Yeah. Let's, let's have another go. Uh, but they, they brought him in with a lot of fanfare, mm-hmm. and apparently he is a top-notch goaltender from that level. Yes. And I think he showed it the next night because oh, he... Uh, three nothing. Yeah, threw a shutout. shutout. 35 saves, too. It wasn't It wasn't like the some of the shutouts that, um, I hate to say it, but that uh, Joshua Ravensburg is getting for the Cougars, mm-hmm. where he's, got, he's faced like 15, 16 shots. Yeah. This was a 35-save shutout. So that's legit. Yeah. Now, here's the difference uh, from one night to the next, yes. fan-wise. Uh, on the Friday night... 2019 yes. fans crammed into that uh, oh, small arena. Yeah. Next night, uh, 1,056. Yeah. So, yeah, well, quite this, the difference. Well, the Cougars, the week before, 
uh, were basically the same. Like the Teddy Bear and Chook Toss Night was basically double mm-hmm. the other game that weekend. Well, uh, that being said, for the Spruce Kings, that oh. uh, 1,056, I believe I, I'd have to look at the whole uh, season, season, but yeah. I, I think that's pretty close to their lowest. They okay, usually, could be. yeah. You usually draw a bit better than that. But. Yeah. But, uh, no. And in the 3 nothing win, as we said, Charlie Zolan got the uh, shutout. Uh, Lyndon McCow, Tristan Taylor, and Owen Goodbrand with his second of the weekend. Oh, yeah. The goals. And the funny thing was, I didn't look at the trail scoring from Friday night, but the Spruce Kings, it was seven different players in the 8-7 loss. Oh. That's okay. what's called balanced scoring. Yeah. It'd be nice if somebody had gotten two. But hey, these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they are off for their little Christmas break now. Yes, and they come back December twenty ninth and thirtieth at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both teams they're less than ten days off. I know. So that's that's great nice. for the, yeah. the local hockey fan, especially since they both open at home. They, yeah, both are coming back at home. So yeah, it's yeah. perfect for for those that are. Uh, have the week off, which a yeah. lot of people, oh, yeah. more and more it seems like, have yes. that full week off between Christmas and New Year's. And they don't duplicate. I think it's the it's the Cougars, I believe, are Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Mm-hmm. And the Spruce Kings are Friday and Saturday. Oh, yeah, right. So They're you, not overlapping. You can go to four so, games in four nights if yeah. you want. Yeah, no, it's it's a great uh, great stretch yeah. for... Yeah, and we'll be talking, about, hockey we'll be talking about the Coolers a little bit later. A couple of other hockey games in town in the past week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spirit game. Oh, right. The uh, high school game. Yeah. PGSS, College Heights, the 19th time those two teams have played just before the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Uh, PGSS won the game 4-2. to two. They apparently are now 12-7 and seven in the 19 games. But, of course, the big thing there is they collect donations mm-hmm. at the gate. And then I believe it's St. Vincent de Paul was who got it this year. And the other game, which I believe was just last night, actually, the Caribou Cougars held their alumni game, ah. as they do just before Christmas every year. And this was a goaltender's battle. The Stones Bay holding team beat Civil North 10-9 in overtime. Ish. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to be a goaltender in a game like that. No. I noticed both teams, their lineups, each team had three goalies. So I'm guessing it was probably just each goalie got one period. Mm-hmm. So a 10-9, wow. Yeah. Uh, just uh, talking about the Spruce Kings. Yes. Uh, they are still last place in the interior yes. conference or division. Uh, 21 points, five points back of merit, which you say, okay, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, the note there is that they're only seven points back of fifth place trail because wow. merit is in seventh, Granbrook yeah. in sixth, Oof. trail in fifth. And they're 26, 27, 28 points. So they're tight together. Yeah. So perhaps, uh, hopefully, the new yeah. goaltender will help the Spruce Kings get a few more of those wins in there, yeah. close that gap, and really make a run for well, that's the thing, uh, is it does, a better it's, playoff spot. It's not going to take much of a run to get them there. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's just uh, you know a couple of wins uh, going the other way yes. for them, and they'll, they'll be good. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, on that note, I think we will go to our next break. When we come back, we're going to have an interview I did earlier this week with a local woman who's going to be doing a long-distance run in the winter on Post to Post. The Seniors Activity Center on Brunswick Street is now serving breakfast Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 11. Choose from their menu of eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, French toast, and more. Reasonably priced and fresh off the griddle. It's a nutritious way to start your day. That's breakfast at the Seniors Activity Center at 4th and Brunswick, 8.30 to 11, Monday through Friday. Note that the center will be closed next week for the holidays and will reopen on January 2nd. The Prince George RCMP have a few reminders for all motorists as we start the winter driving season. Ensure you have good winter-rated tires on your vehicle. Increase the distance between you and the car ahead for safe stopping distances. Clear all your windows of snow and ice before you head out. Make sure your car sensors and cameras are clear of slush and mud. Slow down and drive to the current conditions. And leave a little earlier than usual so you don't have to rush. Visit the RCMP Safety Winter and Shift Into Winter pages online for more winter driving information. Drop-in hockey is available again this season in Kin 2. Get your game on Tuesdays and Thursdays from noon to 1.30 for ages 16+. plus. Just $9 gets you on the ice for an hour and a half of physical activity, a fun game of shinny, and some friendly competition to keep you in shape. Full details and information on other skating programs are available under the Programs menu at thenorthedge.co. Drop-in hockey, Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon in Kin 2. And as I mentioned before the break, an interview I did earlier this week with Carly Billups, who, as of tomorrow morning, the first day of winter, is starting a 13-week running challenge covering a 1,000 kilometers. And Carly, that's got to be about the longest run you've ever done. The longest mileage in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So... What exactly are you doing? So I'm aiming to run a thousand kilometers over the full winter, which goes from December 21st to March 19th. Okay. To raise funds for Variety Children's Charity. Ah, okay. Now, is that a charity that you are directly involved with, like personally, or is it just um, through work or something like that? Or uh, it's been through work. I've worked as a pediatric occupational therapist for about. 12, 13 years, Um, and I'm working for the school district now, but prior to that I worked at the Child Development Centre, and um, a lot of these children are looking for medical equipment, Mm. Um, and even with government funding and extended health care, there's still not quite enough money, Um, and often Variety is who we would approach to help with the top-up funding to get Mm -hmm. kids the equipment they need. Now, is it like a lot of the other groups around... Uh, the province and Canada even, the money that you raise can sort of be earmarked for local people? Well, yes. When I... um when I first approached Variety and said I wanted to do this, I asked them if the funds that I raised could stay within the north, and mm. they said yes. So okay. it's all going to be in northern BC. Good. Yeah. Okay. So how long? When did you get the idea of doing this? I've thought of doing a similar fundraiser for a while. Um, just didn't decide, couldn't decide what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then, just this summer, I thought what would be a bit of a push for me, um, and this will be a little bit of a push for me, but it's still manageable, um, 
so I just decided that it seemed like a good thing to do, and I'd try and see what happened. I'm going to take a wild guess then and say um, you have done a fair bit of running in the past. Otherwise, a 1,000 kilometers, even over 13 weeks, would be pushing it. Yes, I have. <laughs> so how long have you been running, and are you, are you competitive at all? So I've been running since I was about 19, um, did other sports before then. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really competitive. I liked, I've, over the years I've run um, like 10Ks, half marathons, mm-hmm. marathons, and I have my own personal goals, but I wouldn't say competitive, no. So you're not so concerned with beating somebody else on the course. You're more concerned with looking at the clock and saying, okay, I beat the time I wanted to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, winter. <laughs> running in the winter. Yes, that brings its own challenges, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> so have you, is that, have you started giving yourself a little bit of leeway there, like saying, okay, if I have to, I can pick it up one week in case we get a, a week-long blizzard? Yeah. <laughs> so um, in general, my plan is to run 80 kilometers a week, mm-hmm. which um, the minimum that I need to do is 77 right. per week. So I've bumped it up a little bit so that hopefully over time, um, if, it, if it's really, really cold um, or a huge amount of snow, then I have a little bit of a buffer. In reality, when I first start, if I'm feeling good and the, and the roads are fine, I might try and, you know, tack on a little bit extra, but I also don't want to get injured, so I have to be careful no, about that. No, and you don't want to run yourself out in the first two or three weeks and then say, okay, I've got to take three weeks off now to recover from those three weeks. Yes, That's not yeah. Work. Yeah. So where are you going to be running? Like, do you have sort of set courses that you like to run on? Um, I, I run in College Heights most of the time because that's where I live, mm-hmm. but um, my longer runs, I go all over town. Wow. Yeah. So how long is a longer run for you? Uh, like 20 kilometers. Okay. Yeah. So if you run a tw- 20 kilometers at one time, 77 kilometers in a week, sounds like it's definitely doable. Yes. So it's about, uh, I'm running six days a week, so I have right. one day to cross train and stretch and mm. try not to be injured. Yes. Um, so about 12 kilometers during the week, and then on the weekend, I'm hoping to run around 20 kilometers. Okay. So now, are you? do you usually run alone? I often run alone, and but I have a dog with me. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Has the dog, have you explained to the dog yet you're going to be doing this 1,000 kilometers in 13 weeks? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's he runs with me, so he's been ramping up mileage with me. Ah, okay. Yeah, and he... Ever since I got him, he was my running dog, so that's just his job. Yeah, and so he knows when you start to do up the shoes, all right, yeah. it's, kind of, it's time for some fun. When, when it's really cold and snowy, I would say that he's not super well, excited I, either because yeah. I have to gear him up as well. Okay. <laughs> do you run with other people at times? Yeah, sometimes, okay. yeah. Is it just like people from the neighborhood or... People in the community, yeah. Okay. So do you know a fair number? I'm guessing you probably know a fair number of the other runners in Prince George then. Yeah, I know a handful of them. I I tend to run quite early um, just because life is busy and I just, that's (laughs) when I fit it in. (laughs) So So now you were saying you've done 10Ks, half marathons and stuff like that. Were some of them like with the road runners in town? Uh, In the past, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last few years I've been focusing on the marathon distance, so I've been going to Edmonton for that. Wow. Yeah. Marathon distance, so that's 42 kilometers. Yes. Yeah. So if you ran a marathon a day, hang on. <laughs> you could knock this thing off in no time. <laughs> I could, but No, yeah. not going to happen. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Um, have you 
have you talked to other people about joining you on the runs, especially on the weekends, I'm thinking? Um, I put just a post on the Facebook group, the Prince George mm-hmm. Roadrunners, and just asked um, if people were interested in joining me. Um, so far, not too much, but I was asking for if anybody wanted to do the whole distance. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking about <laughs> making some suggestions for some weekend runs yeah. uh, in the new year. And obviously, you're doing it over winter, as you say. Mm-hmm. And so I guess sort of the unfortunate thing to some extent is you're starting right before Christmas as well. Yeah. So that may be as well why some of the people aren't getting in touch with you. They're saying, well, I don't want to start right now because you know, it's Christmas. Yes, absolutely. And do you have, like, have, what's the longest you've run in one day? Like you said, you've done marathons. Have you ever done a marathon plus? Uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the 42 kilometers is the yeah. limit. Yes, and so far. Then, and even <laughs> yeah. then you're probably looking up to the finish line going, oh, come on. Come on, get here. Get here. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the areas around your place, you were saying, uh-huh. do you have them sort of mapped out in terms of if I go this route, it's this many kilometers? Uh, yeah, mostly just by experience. Okay. Yeah. So you don't you don't have a pedometer or anything? You well, I have, a, I have a smartwatch. Oh, oh yeah. okay. <laughs> so you'll be able to keep track of exactly how far you've gone each day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, now, people you've talked to, do some of them look at you like, are you crazy? A little bit, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the people who know you are saying, yeah, that sounds like Carly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, so into the new year, mm-hmm. are you, so you're hoping to get a bit of a buffer. I'm guessing that's partly because Prince George weather, you never know for sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you had your choice, cold or snow? Uh, <laughs> cold to a point. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not saying to go minus 50. Yeah. But, you know, if it was minus 20, yeah. And but there was no snow, really, yeah. you'd prefer that than yeah. minus 5 or minus 7 with yeah. 6 inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. When there's lots of snow, it's just a lot of hard work and slow going. Yeah. So the cold, I, I know how to layer up. Um, yeah. So on the longer runs, it's hard because uh, the liquids will for fuel will freeze. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'll feel warm for the first part and the second half is colder. <laughs> but yeah. in general, I know how to deal with that. But the lots of snow is quite challenging. Yeah. And I would think uh, for your dog companion, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. And I often have to keep stopping and yeah. getting snow out of his paws or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He stopped and says, Mom, yeah. Mom, <laughs> exactly. we got a problem here. Yeah. Are there any events going on over the winter in terms of running that you know of? I've, in Prince George, just the Iceman that I'm aware okay. of. Yeah. And that, that, that would be within the time frame that you're talking about, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So is that something where you might say, if somebody approached you and said, would you like to be... A runner on our team? Oh, yeah. I've done that. Okay. I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. Even though for you, that's nothing. I mean, that's what, 10K, I think? Yeah. 10K is is the long run. Yeah. From From out into the uh, city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you'd be doing that and then saying, okay, I'm actually going to go out and actually do a run now, if you guys don't (laughs) mind. This is just a warm-up. Yeah. (laughs) 
So do you, when you've done the Iceman before, have you had sort of a, a team that you usually run run the Iceman with? Or? I've just done it once before, and oh. I just, somebody was looking for a runner, so I just okay. joined. Yeah. yeah. So you're not one of those people who says, I'm going to do all five of them. No, <laughs> I'm not much of a skater or skier at this yeah. point. Yeah. Or, su- or swimmer, maybe? Uh, swimmer, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I think you're allowed to dog paddle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now, if people want to contribute, mm-hmm. how do they do it? Uh, there's a website set up on Just Giving. It's justgiving.com slash campaign slash winter run challenge. And they can donate directly there and they'll get a tax receipt from Variety and everything. Okay. And so now Thursday, have you got a time set for Thursday as to when you're going to hit the track or hit the road for the first part of the run? It'll probably be between 4.30 and 5 in the morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the dog doesn't have a problem with this? Nope, he's no. used to it. <laughs> hey. Carly Billups talking about the Winter Run Challenge she will be starting tomorrow for the next 13 weeks, covering a 1,000 kilometers. Take another quick break and be back with more on Post to Post. The Prince George Aquatic Center offers advanced aquatic and leadership training for swimmers interested in becoming an instructor or certified professional lifeguard or upgrading their certification. For the full list of programs as well as the schedule, click on the AQ Leadership Programs link on the program registration page through the Aquatics link under Parks and Recreation at PrinceGeorge.ca. Advanced aquatic leadership programs at the Prince George Aquatic Center from the City of Prince George. The City of Prince George Leisure Access Program provides opportunities for residents with limited income to participate in a variety of recreational activities. Leisure Access Program participants receive complimentary swimming and skating admissions, discounts on lessons, and free transit for children 12 and under, accompanied by an adult on weekends. To register or for more information, search for Leisure Access Program on the Permits and Applications page under City Services at PrinceGeorge.ca. The Alzheimer's Society of B.C. has social programs for people living with early-stage dementia and caregivers. Coffee and Chat is designed to help you meet new people, engage in social activities, and have fun. Full details are available online at alzbc.org slash coffee-chat. Coffee and Chat, every second Thursday from 11 to noon. Register for an online session by calling the First Link Dementia Helpline at 1-800-963-6033. Forecast from Environment Canada for today. Rain ending late this afternoon, then mainly cloudy. Wind from the south at 30K, a high of 5. Tonight, cloudy. Rain beginning near midnight. South winds becoming light early this evening, a low of 1. On Thursday, rain. Wind from the south at 30, gusting to 50, with a high of 6. found a better version of that, but uh, Carol of the Bells as we yes. get close to the big day yes. on Monday. So already so soon. Yes. And, oh, I guess we'll do this again at the very end of the show, but just quickly remind people, we are on next week. Yes, we and are. Next Wednesday, the holidays are over, basically. That's what well, yeah, saying, it's, yeah, it's that... In between. It's the quietest week in radio, because oh. it's hard to find anyone that... Wants Tell to do me anything between Christmas and New Year's. Tell me about it. But we'll be here. Yep. Um, 
And the Cougars will be here between Christmas and New Year's as well. Yes. Coming in. Well, most of the Cougars will be here. They are missing a couple of players. Andre Becker Mm -hmm. is with Chechia at the World Juniors. Right. And Willem Kamak is with Slovakia at the World Juniors. The good news for the Cougars, I guess, to some extent, is Riley Height didn't get the invite. Well, that's the good news for the Cougars, yes. Bad news for Riley and possibly for Team Canada. We'll see how they do. Yes. But the Cougars, again, this past weekend on the road... Uh, three games in uh, four nights. Mm-hmm. They lost the opener 5-2 in Everett last Wednesday. They beat Wenatchee 6-3 on Friday. Zach Funk, I believe this was his fourth hat trick of the season, and he added an assist. Riley Height, five assists on the six goals. Wow. Yeah. Terry Paratic, a goal and two assists. And a name we don't mention that often, Hunter Lang had two goals in the game as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Which game was that? That was the game in Wenatchee on oh. Friday. And, on Wenatchee, and Wenatchee oh. is the uh, top of the American yes. division. Yeah. So. And they were ranked top 10 in the CHL yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then on Saturday, they went into Vancouver and beat the Giants 9-2. to Yeah. Uh, Riley Height, going to assist. Um Funk, a goal and three assists. Hudson Thornton, a goal and two assists. And Tarek Paratic, a goal and two assists. So, again, that's what the Cougars have got this year. They've got an offense, but it's balanced, really. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that can contribute, for sure. And they are now, they were number three last week. They're back up to number two in the CHL. Mm-hmm. Behind Bay Como Dracar, out of the Quebec Maritime Junior yeah. Hockey League, who are now on, I believe it's a 13 or a 14-game winning streak of their own. Well, which team is it that uh, had the number two spot briefly there? Mm. Did I you, can't remember who you it can't was. Remember, okay. It wasn't a WHL team, I know that. No, it was from back east somewhere, yeah. but okay. Uh, the, and strangely enough, because a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how, hey, the Dubs got four teams in the top ten. Mm-hmm. This week they've only got two. Ooh. Saskatoon is number six. Ah, yeah, and the number seven, eight, and nine, seven, eight, nine, and ten teams, I believe, are all from the Quebec Maritime Junior Hockey League. Really? Yeah. So they've got like five of the teams. Well, what's going on with the OMJHL or the o- well, OMJ- they've got, OHL? They would have then, I guess, three, four, and five. I think. Okay. Yeah. So. Hmm. But yeah, very strange. But. Okay. Uh, and the other good news for one of the Cougars this week, I guess just last yesterday, actually, uh, Tarek Paracic, mm-hmm. named as one of the 40 players going to the CHL-NHL Top Prospects game January 24th in Moncton. Okay. Doesn't know who he's going to be playing with yet. No. Because they pick the teams at the beginning of the new year. They've got 40 players. They make two 20-player teams out of them, but it's not like the WHL versus the OHL no. and the QMJHL. No. And another regional player. Now, a team. question about that is uh, it used to be Team or and, and team, team Cherry. Cherry. I don't know if it still is or not. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think so, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Okay. But another uh, regional player named to the 40 was uh, Caden Lindstrom out of Chetwin, who right. plays now with Medicine Hat, also mm-hmm. named among the 40. Um Oh, and Paratic was also named the Rookie of the Year in the WHL, Rookie of the Week in the WHL for the fourth time this season. Okay. I would say he's got a bit of an inside track on yeah. the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I, I would think that's uh, almost a given at this point. Yeah. Um, also, 
top ten in the WHL in scoring. Mm-hmm. Zach Funk, 36 goals, 27 assists, 63 points. He is way ahead of the guy in second place, Riley Height, 17 goals, 46 assists for 63 points. So they're tied, but of course Funk gets yeah. it because he got more goals. And Tarek Paracic, 26 goals, 26 assists, 52 points, sixth place in the uh, WHL for scoring. Mm-hmm. So not bad again for a rookie. No, and for sure. another rookie, of course, Joshua Ravensburger, the goaltender. 1.86 goals against average, second in the league. Mm-hmm. 9.34 saves percentage, first in the league. And he has six shutouts already this season, which is first in the Canadian Hockey League. Yeah. There's one fellow in Quebec who's got five. And this is something I found because I was looking, of course, at the OHL and the QMJHL to figure out who was there. The QMJHL has two top goalies, William Rousseau and Mathis Rousseau. Mm-hmm. Both of them in the top five in a lot of categories. Like, William is a 2.01 goals against average. Yeah. Mathis, 2.07. Mathis, 9.34 saves percentage. William, 9.33. They both got 16 wins. I mean, right. I cannot find anything online as to whether or not they might be brothers, but I don't think so. No. But, uh, and might again, be, uh, might be the only competition, uh, for rookie of the year. Well, except that they're in the queue. No, I, I'm oh, saying yeah. uh, for oh, the correct. Cougars goaltender, yes. it might it might oh. be a case of which Cougars yes. can get that Rookie of the Year award, right? Yeah. See, that's the, one of the disadvantages of goaltender is is uh, you probably don't get consideration for Rookie of the Week honors no. on a regular basis because you're usually only playing maybe one, one or two of the yeah. games. You're yeah. not in every game, right? No. Uh, take another quick break and be back to wrap things up on Post to Post in a moment. Trinity United and your Community Arts Council are presenting their inaugural Performing Arts Series. The series features an array of performing artists from across Canada and will highlight a variety of disciplines. The next performance is Proximity, Move the Company, a program of contemporary dance pieces from BC dance artist Joshua Beamish, January 13th at Knox Performance Centre. Tickets and the full list of dates and performances are available at ticketsnorth.ca and at the CN Centre box office. Volunteer drivers are needed for the Prince George Council of Seniors Meals on Wheels program. Meals are delivered Monday through Thursday between 1045 and noon. If you have a vehicle and you're interested in giving back to your community, you can help this important program once a week or more. For more information or to volunteer, contact Wendy by calling the Council of Seniors office at 250-564-5888 or by emailing hnc at pgcos.ca. Your Prince George Public Library is seeking nominations for the 2024 Gene Clark Local History Awards. Nominations are still being accepted for the Service Awards to recognize outstanding contributions by an individual or group in the area of local history. Full nomination details are available at the library or online through pgpl.ca. Service Award nominations for the 2024 Gene Clark Local History Awards will be accepted until January the 9th. The Gene Clark Local History Awards, a proud presentation of your Prince George Public Library. Okay, that was a bad decision. (laughs) (laughs) 
Not quite yeah, a very, very quiet start to that yeah. version of Sleigh Ride. Well, it's a slow Sleigh Ride to start. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was. Yes. So, uh, before we, well, let's, yeah, carry on with hockey because yeah. there's other, other things happening. Okay. Of course, the World Juniors. Yes, we, we, we mentioned, mentioned them a some bit. of the yes. Cougars going to be playing. Yeah, starting and, Boxing Day. Yeah, that starts Boxing Day, and that'll be the big event oh, for the yes. following week because yes. they get down to the gold medal game, usually, what, the third? Well, yeah, Second right third at, just after January. New Year's. Yeah, they yeah, get into the, so, playoffs usually, the playoffs usually start right around New Year's Day. Yeah, and yeah they don't so take that'll long. be. That'll be the big, uh, even though there's only two Cougars. Uh, you said one is playing for Czechia. And the other one for Slovakia. Slovakia. So yeah. those are two up-and-comer yes. teams when it comes to the World Juniors. There are two teams that are probably going to be in the mix, if you will, yeah, for playoff so spots be good and to medals. Watch for those guys. Yeah. But uh, BC Elite Hockey League. A few mm-hmm. games this past weekend for uh, the, uh, the uh, Caribou Cougars, different teams. The U18 Cougars did not have a great finish to uh, 2023. They lost 6-2 and 8-2 to the Valley West Giants. They host the Thompson Blazers on January 6th and 7th. The U17 Cougars lost 5-0 to the Giants, and then they beat them 6-5 the next day. They are at the Thompson Blazers on January 6th and 7th. And the U15 Cougars tied the Valley West Giants. So everybody was playing the Giants. Mm-hmm. Strange. They tied them... At, uh, 3-3 and then lost 2-1. So a couple of very tight games. They are at the Vancouver Northwest Hawks on January 6th and 7th. The Northern Capitals, the female U18 team, off until the Richmond Showcase for their league on January 5th to 7th. So that first weekend in January is when everybody gets back into action yeah. in the BC Elite Hockey League. So, yeah. That will catch us that up on that. Okay. What else do you have? That's about it, really. I was checking, and there were no, like, there were no, um, there was no World Cup biathlon. There was no World Cup speed skating. Okay. So we covered those last week with the locals, with mm-hmm. uh, Carolina Hiller and Emily Dixon. Um, no new high school basketball rankings. Okay. So can't do anything on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I well, feel- you are working on getting some interviews with some of the. Uh, out of uh, some of the local athletes who are out of town. Yes, hoping to. So because a couple of them said they'd be back for the holidays. So, so who wh- who are you hoping to uh, find? Uh, Carolina Hiller, who is from Prince George, right. family is still here. Yeah, Emily Dixon is technically out of Burns Lake. Yes. And we were talking about this last week when we had Frank Peebles on the show as well. And he was saying he figured she might be spending most of the holidays in Camrose, which is the training center. But I was saying, well, she said she was going home for the holidays. And to me, home is still Burns Lake. Yeah. So I'm hoping at least one of them will uh, get back to me and be able to, be even, on phone, even on the phone, be great. Yeah, yeah. So. And uh, UNBC Timberwolves basketball, they are off until the first weekend in yes. January when both the men and the women will be hosting Lethbridge. Yes. So that'll be uh, something to look forward to in the new year. And since we've run out of things to talk about, I've uh, thrown in a... a, I've thrown in... All right, enough. Yeah, okay. Quit your cackling. Uh, So uh, this is a Christmas... Song mm-hmm. done back, I believe it was the eighties. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Willis the Guard and Vigorish, 
I, vigorous is a, is a betting term. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yes. And yeah, from back uh, 1980, actually, you made okay. it's number 32 on the chart. So we will say uh, Merry Christmas from post to post and leave you with uh, this chestnut. by the Prince George Community Radio Society. You're listening to CFISFM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 FM.